All right, y'all, welcome to the Mad Rhythms Podcast Network. This is the Either And Podcast, and I'm your host, Brill Barrett. When there's contention or controversy, most people believe the solution has to be either or. I believe the solution lies somewhere in either and. Welcome to the Either And Podcast. I am your host, Brill Barrett. In this episode, we're going to be talking with Mark Howard. Now, what's your exact title? I know it's founder. Well, you know, in our positions, we just make up our own titles. So, I'm, I'm, so what's your supreme like supreme the, founder? I'm like this really cool founding artistic director. Founding artistic director. Of both the Trinity Academy of Irish Dance, which is a for-profit school. Okay. And the non-profit performing arts touring company, Trinity Irish Dance. Mm, okay. And when did all of that start? Um... When I was about 17, uh-huh. I talked to the teaching Irish dancing, and I'm 60 now. So, uh, so a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. <laughs> and then the company came later, maybe uh, 30 years ago. So the school was first? school was first. Okay. So the company was kind of born out of the school? Sort of, yeah. Okay. So one of the reasons uh, that I wanted to have you on this podcast and have you be a part of this is because we've got a performance coming up together. So oh. very quickly, yeah. let's 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 touch base on that. So uh, April twenty second at the Auditorium Theater is going to be a show called Rhythms of Resistance, featuring Dorrance Dance, of course Trinity Irish Dance, and Mad Rhythms. Um, but this isn't our first time working together. No, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the big stage downtown, so it's going to be a good night. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, but I do think it's the first time that people are going to see all three of our companies sharing a stage that way. I, I think it's the best way I could say it. Like it's it's revolutionary, really. And and I really, you got to put some credit out there for uh, the executive director, Rich, mm-hmm. over at the Auditorium Theater. Uh-huh. You know they walk the walk. Like mm-hmm. They're they're promoting Chicago dance. Yeah, absolutely. And Chicago arts and uh, giving that opportunity to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Shout outs to Rich very for real. Um, and we're looking forward to it. So that's like y'all should come. Y'all should get some tickets and come see. It's gonna be a dynamite show. That's all I can say about that. Um. So, but. Again, like I said, this isn't the first time that you and I have worked together. So let's go back. Let's jump back in the way back machine. But I have a question. What, oh, podcast. oh, yeah. You can question me all you want. Everybody listening knows Mad Rhythm. Uh huh. Does everybody know what that is? Everybody. That you know, that's funny. I don't know. I always assumed that everybody knew until people right. started asking well, I'll me. Tell them what that is. That's, <laughs> that's the real deal. That's, that's the good stuff. That's the authentic. You know what I mean. Uh, stuff that's born out of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Blues are born out of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know adversity, meeting passion and resilience and heart. Mm-hmm. The represents Chicago, and uh, you know I actually have this tap dancer from Mexico. Okay, that is in my dance company now. Okay, and some time ago when he joined, he, he asked me if I knew Brill Barrett, and I'm like, yeah, I know Brill Barrett. <laughs> How do you know Brill Barrett? He's like, well, he's like everybody knows Brill Barrett, you know. So that was interesting for me because. 
when I met you. Uh huh. Well, let's go back. Let's go way back. I was, uh, and I'm so excited to be here now to be with the Brill Barrett. <laughs> but back when I met you, you were not yet the Brill Barrett. <laughs> I don't know that I'm the Brill Barrett yeah. now, but were, I'll, I'll, I'll receive that. You were a skinny kid. <laughs> would have forgotten his tap shoes, possibly, or maybe even his pants. I don't know. And and it was kind of disappointing because you know who I was supposed to work with? Who? <laughs> Uh, ben Vereen. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, and Ben couldn't make it. <laughs> so you got me. So I got this guy named Brill Barrett. I'm like, okay. Oh, that is hilarious. All right. Um, but anyway, no, congrats to you because, you, you know, I'm proud of you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, it's, it's been a long journey and it's still a continuing journey. Um, but I never knew that, man. Ben Vereen yeah. was supposed to be. Right. And you ended up with me. So Damn. how did you end up there? Who called you? Oh. <sighs> I don't remember who called me. That's the, how crazy that is. Yeah. But I knew uh, that it was going to, you know, it was a, it was an opportunity. I never, at that point in my life, I don't think I had had many opportunities to work with other tap companies, much less other dance companies outside the tap world at all. Right. And then. Three days at Navy Pier we had in the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. But I, but one of the things I remember and I, and I always tell this story is that you don't know something's not normal until somebody tells you it's not normal. So I thought all Irish dance companies did numbers with tap dancers and, and African dancers. Like I thought the way you programmed a show and created work was just was a standard in the industry. And then to this day, I have not found many people that approached compilation not compilations uh collaborations the way you do so i'm just curious to know what brought that out your approach to collaborations well it was just uh this idea that i had to uh put you know hoofing and irish step dancing together mm -hmm. and just because i grew up in the city and you know mm -hmm. so used to being part of this cultural melting pot mm -hmm. and, you know mm -hmm. and uh and turf was the name of the piece yeah yeah turf is <laughs> the name of the irish peat that you that you burn in fireplaces. Oh, see, so yeah. now in, that I didn't know. Yeah, in old cottages in Ireland, that, that stuff they get out of the field and it gets hard and they, they light it up. And turf as in the hood. You know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was just a fun little idea to put you together with our lead male Irish step dancer mm -hmm. and then the company is back <laughs> and his gang <laughs> his <Yeah>. all girl <laughs> gang <laughs> I didn't, you, know, you weren't complaining I don't know <laughs> no, I'm sure I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and then we just did it for three days yeah, yeah yeah but and then we also you 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 um took it to Milwaukee for Irish Fest well yeah the biggest Irish festival in the world is out on the lake there at Summerfest grounds in Milwaukee yeah I didn't know that existed until yeah, you yeah. invited me to do turf there yeah, with yeah. you all yeah that was cool and uh yeah it was pretty cool and I will say um so here's the thing we, we might as, I want to jump into it right away so obviously tap and Irish dance are literally cousins there's 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 a lot of similarities but one of the things that I've been on a mission for years so the way I was taught growing up is the way probably most people learn about tap is that tap is literally half Irish and half African and then some people as as Hollywood did its thing and as historians started to do their thing whitewashing the history of the dance it became like some stories will even not even mention the African aspects of tap dance until 
you know, it's 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 Irish something and English something and maybe a little African. Or, and, or, when, <laughs> or when it gets like cooler and more hunkered down and they don't understand it, they just call it hoofing. And then assign that to the black community. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so one of the things that I always talked about is um even like so turf again was my first connection to Irish dancing and the Irish dance community. Um and even in that story, I mean, in that piece, it was about like the meeting of these two forms and turf, literally like you think turf war or turf, like they're they're on the outs with each other. And then through that battle, you know, the great rhythms are made together. Um, later down the line, and I know that's another story we'll get into. I was in Riverdance. Um, <laughs> and in that we did a number called Trading Taps which was very much like turf very much like turf um, but in that number it was about once the Irish came over as immigrants escaping all the, the, the nastiness and craziness that was going on in Ireland poor Irish immigrants ended up living in New York very close to newly freed black people uh, poor black people and that's where some of the combinations uh, or the or the collaboration then came. So even in that story told from what I what I like to say from the Irish point of view, it says we were doing this and we got there and they were doing that. <laughs> and through this and that came uh, uh, came some collaborations, but it never said Irish created tap dance. And so and so I always and I was having these talks. So now that I'm on with someone who represents the Irish dance culture, what's your take on the history of tap dance? Well, it's, you know, gumboot dance. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the uh, again, through adversity, uh -huh. you know, uh, the Irish are go through this period called the penal days. Mm -hmm. where everything Irish was being taken away or tried to be taken away by the British. They were mm -hmm. trying to anglicize the Irish and mm -hmm. wipe out all the traditions. And mm -hmm. So, you know, being Catholic, which is predominantly a Southern Irish thing, mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, Irish step dancing or s the Gaelic language itself were banned. Okay. So people had to go into safe houses to, to sort of teach children, you know, these traditions or meet at the river, you know, mm -hmm. and, quietly so there was a moment where everything came back uh in a big way the Ga great gaelic revival okay in the late 1800s and that's when irish step dancing and all these other traditions started to get celebrated mm -hmm. in competition and that became this one-upmanship just like in tap and yeah yeah thing, right and so the irish you know when they came over here they were part of you know the no irish need apply mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. bit of a downtrodden race along with the Jews and along with the African-Americans. And, you know, we all ended up in vaudeville and, you know, mm -hmm. end of the 1800s, beginning <laughs> 1900s, uh, you know, performing for everybody. Mm -hmm. And people would uh, go to these vaudeville things and uh, and enjoy the singers and all the other entertainment, but they'd save all their, la uh, sort of their love for the, the percussive dancers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so those things came together there, I know. I'm mm -hmm. aware of that. And... Uh, you would know more of the history than I. Mm -hmm. I forget what is the name of that that great tap dancer that black Master Juba. Uh, Master Juba, mm -hmm. right? So everybody, nobody could dance as well as Master Juba, mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? So yeah. And then you and I both know, like one of our company members was instrumental with Bill T. Jones in the in the 
Paradise Square thing. Okay, right? okay. Last year that was here in Chicago, and there was a lot of good history being thrown out around that. It's yeah, the five points we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I learned. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot about some things in Paradise Square, but then I also had some issues with some things in Paradise sure. Square. So we can get into so that, they, but I wanted you to finish. Yeah, I don't. I don't talk about the subject that much. But mm-hmm. You know that gumboot dance stuff. You know, just met Irish step dance, and, mm-hmm. and it marinated in a way where both were responsible for. You know a lot of it, but there's other forms too mm-hmm, that would mm-hmm. mixed in there, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that history is written by the victor thing. Ex- I mean, exactly. Whoever, whoever got a talk show, <laughs> like you have the power now with your podcast to make it just be, you know, yeah, all from the motherland of Africa. <laughs> and the Irish had nothing. Well, but but see, and that's the thing. I've never said that. <laughs> what I when I tell the story, I talk about the. You know, definitely Trey said it best. Uh, Martin Dumas the Third, aka Trey, co-founder of Matt Rhythms. Uh, we were doing this show and we were talking about uh, the the origins of of tap and and hoofing it and how these things came to be. And he was like, "Well, it was clear that there was Irish influence. We certain steps that we have are literally called a front Irish, a back Irish. Yeah. <laughs> like, like right. he was like, we gave the credit where the credit was due, literally in the name of the step. Right. So I think." For me, it's never been trying to deny the credit of the connection, but it's just that people are saying, like I said, he who writes the history, right, a lot of time tells or 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 crafts the narrative. I love that while we're having this conversation, you're wearing a T-shirt that says, "I'm rooting for everybody black." <laughs> it's like two feet from my face. <laughs> I forgot I had this shirt on, but it's it's yeah. This is yeah. one of my my favorites. It's a Ray from this. Andy's, from Andy's a big guy. Like, uh, I think we have the same trainer actually. You and I are. Who, who's who's your trainer? Yeah, the tap dancing and Irish dance is not working. The, the, the cheeseburgers are winning out. Um, um, yeah, but so I so I, it's it's interesting just to get on and have that conversation with you. There's definitely I always say that there's there's definitely Irish influence in tap. I've never denied that, but it's some people who feel like if we can't say that Irish co-created tap, then you're you're not telling the truth or or you're not giving the credit where it's credit due. And I'm like, but if they say we were doing this and they were doing that and we came together and created a little this thing what were we doing that's where paradise square can even come in paradise square wasn't telling the story of tap they were just telling the story of that community and five points and the coming together but what i noticed was the irish dancers in paradise square i didn't know you had you had dancers that helped create that so that's very cool but when i saw the irish dancers it clearly was irish step that they were doing but then all the black people were doing this amalgamation of body and it really didn't even look like gumboot which is something you talked about so that's why I get into like I feel like the the way the black artistry in paradise was expressed wasn't quite what I would have thought it would have been you gotta talk to Bill T. Jones Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. an incredible artist much much respect black Mm -hmm. man that's a contemporary (laughs) international treasure Uh uh but you know, these folks don't all know all the history of it. Yeah, and- I, yeah, and that's what I feel like. I feel like the history was just kind of glazed over in yeah. terms of creating the work that was uniquely what would have been West African looking or related, right. you know, being at that time. Yeah. 
you know, that's where most of the black folks here had come from. Well, it's all homogenized into a Broadway thing. It, uh, yeah. Out of necessity. Yeah. Almost, you yeah. Know what I mean, right. So it's a Broadway thing. That's true. That's true. But I mean, as you speaking as a black man, that's, you know, had to watch, you know, like the community, every, every <laughs> cool black thing get popular. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone, someone that's of my color does it and suddenly it's and suddenly it's a cool thing or popular thing or yeah. so and but that's all I like I feel like I have this same conversation whenever we talk about ballet not being the base of all dance right and and some people some people understand it but some people get pissed now that's another reason why this, <laughs> this, this performance at the auditorium is so important because uh-huh because like our former uh uh cultural chair uh, uh Sorry, Mark Kelly, the uh, what's that title? The, uh, of D case. He well, he 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 uh, retired recently. Right, right. He he. Uh, is but, such a, but I feel like he was the direct, not director, chair. I know what you're talking about. Cultural, cultural, yeah, something like that for Lori Lightfoot and for Rahm Emanuel. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, this this is a guy who who cares deeply about art being, you know, with people mm-hmm. in the street, not in these temples. Yeah. In Paris or on Michigan Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, he has a lot to do also with, you know, some, he, he helps consult with the auditorium, mm-hmm. many groups, right? Uh, uh, arts groups here in Chicago. So I'm very proud of that this concert really represents, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I will even say just to tell this quick story about D-Case under Mark Kelly's leadership, Matt Rhythms, uh, we, for a long time, we weren't a, a nonprofit. And then when we finally became a nonprofit, <laughs> we started applying for grants. And one of those was an operating grant from D-Case. And this was his last year. And so we didn't get the operating grant. But then here comes a letter that says, here's a special thing from the commissioner. Uh, on his way out, he's giving you this oh, money. Cool. And so, like, I feel like he he did, like, a presidential pardon of the money <laughs> to Mad that? Rhythms. Yeah. But I, I appreciated that because I was like, even when whatever the committee that selected said no, he was like, no, I think they need they need these funds. And yeah. so I, I credit, yeah, I credit him a lot for making that happen for us. Because so much of the grant money goes to, you know, Ballet, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. little goes to percussive dance or to any kind of ethnic dance. Yeah, yeah. African Irish doesn't matter. Uh huh. A smidgen of money goes there compared. To, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And then, and then what everybody loves so much is the percussive. It's the dance. percussive dance. <laughs> it's like, you know. Yeah. No, that's absolutely you know, true. All of us hate, you know, want want some kind of gun reform, but that's not what happens. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So this this is an evening where. It's going to get loud. <laughs> yes, indeed. Out. And if it was good enough for, uh, you know, Prince, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that building was good enough for James Brown. It was uh-huh. good enough for Bruce Springsteen. Uh-huh. It's good enough for Brill and Mark and Michelle Dorrance, right? We'll I love it. it. And we're going to, it's just going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I think, I think the three individual approaches to percussive dance are going to be very, very, Prominent and just like, yeah, we want people to stop assuming and start just being open to it being what it is, right? Is what I think, right? Um, I probably forgot Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they played the auditorium no, as well. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. 
the great Hootie. <laughs> I like Darius Rucker, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. That's Hootie. Oh, got it. See? Okay. okay. Hootie left right. Hootie right. and the Blowfish, yeah. became Darius Rucker, started doing country music. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even know I knew that much about Darius Rucker right. until right. just right now at this very God moment. Bless him. <laughs> so. But yeah, man. So, um, I remember, and here's another thing. So every year, and I know Nico Rubio just came back from connecting with you all. Mm-hmm. Every year you all do a retreat. Is it a retreat? Is it an intensive? What is the what is the event? I came for it, and now Nico, I think, was just there for it. What are we talking about? The, the, uh, every year at the end of the year or around the holidays, I think, maybe you do a weekend thing, and maybe oh, I'm bugging. Right. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about my school we have this thing called Winter Weekend, uh, and uh-huh. it's like a big, you know, just a big part, You're like, what party, for all about? Of our, <laughs> party for all of our student, students, uh-huh. and uh, and and we just go up into the Lake Geneva area and get a get a hotel up there and do all kinds of cool activities to spirit build. And, uh-huh. uh, team, but you also- Team build, and we brought in, you know, we bring in a hoofer, uh-huh, uh-huh. hip-hop instructor, you know, whatever- it just to expose year. them to some other stuff. Just to have fun. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Well, I know, like I said, I know Nico Rubio, I think, was just there. Okay, so now I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't know what it was yeah. called. What do you and what yeah. you call it? Just winter weekend. Winter weekend. Yeah, that's hard to remember. We don't uh, we don't want everybody to know. If everybody in Chicago goes to this thing, it'll it, it won't work for us. It's just a, like a <laughs> private event. Well, right. I, I only brought it up because again, I want to keep bringing up the fact that you constantly work with people outside of the Irish dance world. And I think it's a natural, um, it's, it, it spawns natural collaborations, but for me, it just shows that you have such a great respect for not only other percussive dance forms, but just other dance forms. And you always, you know, it's clear what your purpose is in terms of the respect of Irish dance and culture. But I also love that. Like I said, I go back to Umoja that piece that you created back I don't you remember what year that was no but this is all late <laughs> 80s early 90s that was on TTW we did a thing and Moja which means you know unity, unity and mm-hmm. Swahili I believe and mm-hmm. um, yeah working with African dance and some East Indian dance mm-hmm. Natya yep and, uh, that's the first time I think I ever saw Natya yeah, was in right. your show yeah, and they got an Emmy for that which was cool um and then we would just go to the bigger stages, like Irish Fest in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you know? and that caused a controversy there too. We ended up on like in the business section, and you know, in the editorial section is what I mean to say. You know, just, what, what was the controversy? Just some racists running around Irish Fest. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, that you that, that you brought non-Irish dance or culture. Big African dance company, <laughs> just and all those drums, just, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was really interesting. Sad but fun. Well, all the security guards had a good time. There were all these big dudes. That uh-huh, were like, uh-huh. Couldn't wait to bounce around a few of the you know, like little rednecks that were hanging out. Yeah. They were thanking me for my collaboration. But I'm just, I guess I'm trying to, where does that collaborative spirit in you come from? I think it's just being in Chicago, you know? I was. That's I, literally the motivation. I. Probably. I mean, I, I, you know, I got off a boat literally with my mom and dad you know, mm-hmm. from Ireland and England. Now, what year was that? 17? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Caesar Augustus was on the same boat, I think. Even though boats weren't invented then. 
But uh, yeah, we came on the Queen Mary in like the mid '60s, and and um, and I grew up in Rogers Park, and mm-hmm. somehow I don't know how my mom and dad ever had the money to get me pay the tuition for me to go to St. Ignatius. But okay, St. Ignatius changed my life. Like you know, there <laughs> he was on the west side almost. Well, it was a little bit of diversity <laughs> that was going on inside uh-huh. uh-huh. St. Ignatius too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, actually, I just I'll never forget my first day of school. I some kid came up to me and he was intimidating me and butting in line for a volleyball game you know uh-huh. all the freshmen know each other and i pushed him off and he came over to the soccer table and was saying we're gonna humbug this year and i was like what does that mean <laughs> and uh but uh basically he, he later we became good friends but he was just like you know oh you didn't know you're supposed to be intimidated by it like, no i i didn't grow up with any ball and chain like, my parents loved everybody you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they just felt grateful to be here and they were immigrants so mm-hmm. i just think um you know, dancing as well. You know, when you dance, you get to go perform, you know, even as kids, you know, you're younger than me, but I mean, if I had walked up and talked to kids, I would have been walking up to kids from every ethnicity mm-hmm. at, at festivals and mm-hmm. dance festivals. Right. Yeah. We were all out there. And the thing that would really stop track traffic would be African drums and Irish step dancing uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, and tapping and hoofing. So I think it's just a being a Chicagoan really. That makes sense. A big part of it. Yeah, I I tell people I think that's I, I agree with you, but my collaborative spirit in a sense also comes from my early training as a tap dancer was street performing in the subway, mm. and like that's where I met Chicago because everybody took the trains. Yeah, and you had in rush hour traffic, you had you know with five minutes in between trains to try to entertain people and get them to give you some money. Right. So in five, man, I created, uh, you know, my mentor, Mr. Taps, basically taught me how to create a five-minute showstopper. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. and then that's yeah. all you had. Reset, try it again. And when I took the train, you know, down to Roosevelt Road uh-huh. in the late 70s uh-huh. and then took the bus, you know, over to Halstead, I mean, a million ways to die on the way to school <laughs> yeah. in the late 70s. Yeah. But again, like, I didn't know the difference, which mm-hmm. is great. You know, and, and like my sister, she raised her kids in Park Ridge. Okay. And she wishes, like, they're great kids. They're all uh-huh. well adjusted. But she wishes that she had raised them in the city. You know? Interesting. It's Interesting. Just, yeah. 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 That's that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. And or you just have parents that are just open to everything and you're, you're, you're just grateful. And, mm-hmm. Um, So I think that, and I think the Jesuit, like education too, the built-in crap detector they give you, you know, <laughs> so you don't really just buy into uh-huh. a lot of, you know, the negative energy that's in the world. So mm-hmm. You're always trying to seek higher ground. You're always trying to like follow the light. Okay. You know, I think that's, I, you have to talk to the people around you that, that raise you, uh-huh. as you said, reared. <laughs> so now, so I'm glad you said that because then that brings me to the next question. So now within your company, you have a Mexican tap dancer, and then you have a black girl from where's she from? Oh yeah, <laughs> just she's from Florida, but her dad grew up in Chicago. Okay, um, okay. But, but Fran's an Irish step dancer and a tap dancer. Uh-huh. So uh huh. So he he actually grew up tap dancing, and he saw. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You have a, a Mexican tap dancer oh, who's yeah. an Irish step dancer. Right. I do. <laughs> and he, he lives in Mexico City, and he he um he just got his O one visa, by the way, for extraordinary. Um, is that what they call it? An extraordinary um, artist. So we're very happy about that. He can. Oh, it's like a A one. It's like whatever the top tier yeah, visa is, or something like that. Very special gifts, and we have another amazing nonprofit, Lawyers for the Creative Arts, to thank for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, River Dance that you danced in. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that, right? <laughs> I mean, Fran saw River Dance. Okay. And um, as a tap dancer, he decided he wanted to learn that, and he actually 
his father, and I, I've been to where he's from in this little town outside of Puebla, Mexico, called mm-hmm. Cholula. And, um, you know, it's a three hour drive to, mm. to dance class to learn Irish dance. Wow. Three hours back every Saturday for like six, seven years. Wow. And that's the kind of dedication. The and, dedication and, and I, commitment. I took a picture of him, or actually, my, you know, of his dad, he and his dad, uh, with this little board that he used to, you know, dance on as a child in Puebla, Mexico. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful story. And now he's, you know, he's headed to Japan this summer on a three week tour. Oh, and, wow. And, um, and he'll be at the auditorium theater on stage and uh, he's got more gears than everybody else because mm-hmm. of that tap dance. Mm-hmm. So I don't, there's not many Irish step dance tap dancers. Mm-hmm. So the guy's got a lot of weapons. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. And then the young lady, what, what's her name again? Kate. Kate. Sorry, so Kate, actually, when we were in New York for a week, um, she actually got invited to be on So You Think You Can Dance. Okay. So now she's gone into that. You know, at the tail end of our run in New York, she got on that show and she's doing her thing. And okay. She's got a whole following. Okay. And, you know, yeah, great kid. Um, and you know, these are all just people that would have seen Riverdance, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. turn it into a global phenomenon. And that, and, and that shows you where, to me, that shows where your mindset and your approach to the, to everything is, a, is a bit different than you may realize. Because like, I remember when I was touring Riverdance, there was a kid, um, that was in the company and he wanted to someday be lead. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was half Irish and half Filipino. And he was the only one of the company members that would come backstage and work out with the tap dancers. He didn't tap at all, all Irish step, but he would come and improv with us. And and we were like, wow, we didn't know y'all could improv. And he's like, yeah, Yeah. it's not the way of it's not the way of things but it's if it's in you it's in you right but that kid he would be like and we'd be like man you're good you, you might be the best one here and he's like yeah but they'll never make me lead right. because of how i look sure, i don't sure. look right. the part and so then to know in your company you got people who some would say don't look the part well here's a huge difference <laughs> okay, so, like when you're doing like you know a Broadway show or a river whatever the sameness becomes like important in some way uh-huh uh-huh and you know it's 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 spectacle you know mm-hmm. Trinity Irish Dance Company as a nonprofit but as a company that lives in the performing arts world and sees everything through a performing arts lens mm-hmm. you know sameness is a drag you know what I mean <laughs> like so I mean even if the Beatles were all, I mean, one was the shy one and one was the funny one. <laughs> right, 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 right. That, that cocktail created the Beatles. Created the I, Beatles. I don't want everybody to be the same. And mm-hmm. and so, uh, yeah, part of the beauty and, and the secret behind the company is just what every individual brings. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you have people like, you just mentioned Bill T. Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a long history of just not even caring about body types, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is beautiful, right? Yeah. So he brought a whole, you know, which is Sean Curran, who is now the head of the New York University Dance Department was Bill T's lead dancer, and he had a little step dancing okay. background in it. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it, I mean, it just doesn't reflect real life. And we're also a mainly female company, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of female empowerment that goes on. So the Trinidad Dance Company also sort of corrects these wrong-headed notions that society have about women's roles. So mm-hmm. these girls bring the thunder mm-hmm. massively, like your little sister, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, and. Uh, yeah. And that's true. Even, you know, it's funny. And I love that even in that promo pick that you brought in with you, which is the same one that I see all the time, like having them flexing their muscles 
you know, that's not something you see on a usually on a poster featuring all female dancers. Well, we see we see uh, all of the dancers as athletes and, mm-hmm. and uh, full stop. Yeah, you know? so <laughs> I like that full stop. They're powerful. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and they're they're you know you know they're just in complete command of the craft. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I've never. I mean, I've choreographed so many different pieces in the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. I've not once felt the need to show cleavage of a dancer in, in a piece. Uh-huh. I mean, if I ever have a reason for that, maybe, but I, I just haven't found one yet. So, you know, these other shows, these Lord of the Dances and stuff where all the females are, you know, doing this like fertility dance and the male saviors are jumping around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My associate Chelsea calls them famously. Um, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's sad and it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Your dance is just, they dance. Yeah, but you know, it's like shouldn't be, yeah, uh, yeah. promoted, but it, but it is. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad you came here. I'm glad you uh, came to hang out and talk, talk turkey with me, so to speak. Um, brought, brought beautiful bourbon and found out you don't even drink. Yeah, you did, you did. And I will say um, to all past and future podcast guests, guest of the Either and podcast with your host Brill Barrett. Mark is the first one who showed up with a gift. Sure. And even though, again, I don't drink, it it was a beautiful bottle that somebody will appreciate. Because I was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, will be it will be consumed, <laughs> Vanessa you, says. <laughs> you were going to go off and talk about, I think, how you co-choreographed essentially what was probably the best thing about Riverdance <laughs> and then got a job touring the world doing that dance. Did you ever tell anybody on tour that you had? No, no. You know, you know it's funny. So when, so when I first got in and you know this well, when I first got in Riverdance, one of the first people I like called and told was you because <laughs> right. I was like I'm excited like you were my introduction to the world of Irish dance and now I'm in this show um, and then I feel like you may have you may have shared with me at that point that they were at was it Milwaukee uh, no uh, Irish Fest Navy in Milwaukee Pier. or Navy, Navy Pier. Pier that yeah. some producers or some folks was a, oh no it's more simple than that oh <laughs> no, no. do tell do no, well, tell no just yeah, there was a there had been this five minute incredible Eurovision song contest moment uh-huh you know, uh-huh in Europe and you know a lot of what we saw in that emanated you know like from Trinity Air Dance uh-huh. but wasn't credited you know uh-huh. and the connection there is uh, uh, Mr. Flatley who's also an amazing talent but you mm-hmm, know what mm-hmm. he surrounds himself with you know and uh and then a year later um they came out with a whole show but uh-huh. what was that show gonna be you and i in the meantime did that navy pier yep. weekend yep and uh his sister was at that show my sister saw his sister at that show ah. I mean, so there was a lot more than that going on there was all the ethnic you know the the the, the Indian African dance. All the drummer. yeah, yeah. The bow at the end. I mean, if we watch footage <laughs> of that concert versus the commercial. Wow. Thing, but then later, I worked with um, I worked with Colin, who was the Colin Dunn. Yeah, the lead yeah. guy. And he said that you know that piece wasn't quite finished when because Flatley took off and started his own show, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of controversy. In the, you know, yeah, like who who created what and uh-huh. what and. And so he was brought in and that was not completely correct. So he choreographed part of that. And I filled him in. He was like, oh, I didn't. I, I was like, yeah. So 
But anyway, it's, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's you know, I'm a, like I say, I'm a firm believer though of giving credit where credit is due. Well, that and I just happen. wish that that would have happened. You're the one guy in the world. Nobody does that. Uh, <laughs> so I would say though that like you, you and I live in this incredible space where we can create what we want. Uh huh. This nonprofit world, and mm-hmm. you know, if we were filmmakers, we'd probably be independent filmmakers. Uh huh. So, so we could do it the way we want to do so it. So we could struggle, <laughs> and we could like create our own stuff and beg for money. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and then when we'd come up with good ideas. They might get adopted by Hollywood, which, mm-hmm. you know, in fairness, in Hollywood, there's a recipe because they can't afford to lose. It has yeah, to already it, be it, a winning idea. It has to work. And yeah, there's a recipe and all of that. And uh, same thing with Riverdance. You know, you, you can't afford to n- you pre-record taps because you need them to be heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in a big uh-huh. arena. And, you know, I would do the same thing if I was in charge of that show. I would uh-huh. pre-record but you know, it you have to do the same thing over and over and over and over. So we get to do new work all yeah. the time and and uh, and push boundaries. Which well, is I, where I, like I, to- I will tell you, the tap dancers in Riverdance used to get in trouble all the time. We got scolded constantly <laughs> because they didn't pre-record our sounds. We were live every night and yeah. we were improvising, so we were not exactly the same every night. And sometimes we got. <laughs> more than one occasion told you're a bit too aggressive this and is such a black story and we're you, like you didn't have anything <laughs> we didn't have any microphones we didn't have anything recorded but yet we had to but yeah we yeah it, when we did it really well we got scolded exactly we like we we one time i remember getting told you all are too aggressive <laughs> and we're like it's a battle. We're supposed to not like each other. Oh God, stand down. <laughs> yeah, and th- and that was it. And we were like, why don't you tell? And the funny thing is, a lot of the Irish guys were like, oh, we'd love to be able to let loose on you. And we're like, well, bring it, because this right. this battle scene will turn into something else. But they were like, no, no. there's this choreograph. You it's need scare to scare all the people. <laughs> you need to calm down, bro. You're scaring the people. Yeah, that yo, yeah. We had very black stories out of Riverdance. <laughs> I used to say famously. To everybody who would listen, I'm black Irish. Right. And I would say I'm from the west, the, the west side of Dublin. That's what Yvonne says, our board member. Yvonne. You know Yvonne. Yvonne Orr, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yvonne. Yvonne Orr is hilarious. I'm, my board president uh, at the time was like, we, you know, our board needs to be diverse. And I'm like, yeah, totally. And uh, I just don't know where am I going to find, you know, the Hispanic person who's really into Irish dancing. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. But um, he brings Yvonne to the um, to Wicker Park. Uh-huh. Go up into this like fancy bar at the top of the uh-huh. Roby Hotel um, with my associate artistic director Chelsea, and he introduces us to Yvonne. And Yvonne just <laughs> launches into I'm like, so tell me about yourself. Well, my mother was a Black Panther, and my dad was in some other you know, organization. <laughs> and I, he's been a political pr- prisoner in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And I just looked at Brian. I was like, "Okay, cool. We'll, <laughs> we'll start here." I, I thought maybe you know, you know, some accountant or somebody. You know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's like somebody that's you know, yeah, amazing, amazing lady. And uh, and she calls herself Black Irish because uh-huh. she does have Irish blood. Somehow, yeah, and she's a dancer. Well, I look. I I tell people I didn't know that Barrett, my last name, was an Irish name until I got in Riverdance. Yeah. And it was a call sheet. And the right. first day I went in to sign in that I was there, I went, mm, let's see, Barrett. Barrett, Barrett, right. Barrett. Right. There's 30 to 40 Barretts. 
And I was like, okay, so I'm now going to dig and see. I mean, I'm light-skinned, so I could be uh, mixed. We already, we already know all these stories. <laughs> We're not going to hear them again. So I could be mixed, or yeah. maybe my family was, was owned by Irish slave owners. Like, I don't know. But I was like, but somewhere there's an Irish connection there, because right. I didn't know Barrett was an Irish name. So there you go. A Riverdance one. Doesn't want you to tell me that story. <laughs> um, but yeah, Norm's Bistro is where I go to. You know, oh yeah, am I yeah. gonna plug the Norm's Bistro now? Yeah, yes, awesome. you are. Which is which is cool because that's that's our Bronzeville these, local these cultural, eatery. These cultural differences are amazing. I sat down with Yvonne for dinner, and it was like I'm gonna say a Tuesday in the summer at like four thirty, five o'clock. Uh -huh. She said, "Do you want shots?" I'm like, "Of what?" <laughs> that's what we do. We just start with shots <laughs> on a Tuesday. Yeah, you're like absolutely. Right, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Challenging an Irish guy with shots. You know? <laughs> Forgive her, Lord, for she not knew what she did. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Well, I'm glad that you came to hang out with me and, and have this conversation. And now we got a show to get ready for. You know, the biggest thing, tell them who Michelle Dorrance is. Oh, yeah. Michelle Dorrance. <laughs> so as quickly as I can I will tell you when I was teaching on the festival circuit Michelle Dorrance was in classes Michelle Dorrance was one of those kids that was in some of my classes um, fast forward to her as a professional Imagine Tap was the first place we worked together in a professional setting um, but she was in a scene well she was in a lot of scenes but one of the scenes was most memorable was that they all played like children in school who were acting up and Derek Grant had them dancing on top of desk and but like the energy it took to act like like to pull off this thing I was uh I was I was like man Michelle is gonna be fire and this is well before Di Dorrance dance was a thing um and when we were practicing for Imagine Tap we were in this little um this little town uh Massaugan Miss Miss I don't even know how to say it it's in Indiana, Massagana, Mississippi, something like that. But we were in this little town and we were in like this cul-de-sac and it was like three houses and it was the whole cast of Imagine Tap. And one night we we pulled out the um uh the the mics and 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 we had a DJ that was a part of the show started spinning and we started freestyle rapping. Michelle jumps on the mic and we all had this like freestyle rap battle. And I was like, yeah, Michelle is cool. Michelle is mad cool. So that was way back then. And now fast forward to now, then Dorrance Dance, man. Like, I, I love watching them. I think the last show of theirs I saw was in, where was I? Tap Festival, Minneapolis. Yeah. And well, she. Your audience should know that she's taken tap into the kind of performing arts you know into the, the joyce theater yeah York, yeah like the, the kind of wheelhouse that i live in a bit and like where you're keeping things so real and and authentic and and you know elevating chicago uh and 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 being this great you know internationally known entity mm -hmm. that represents chicago uh-huh she's representing new york and that broadway and the performing arts thing and we're like savion's done that broadway stuff mm -hmm. right mm-hmm you know, she does a bit of that, but she's gone into this performing arts realm, which is good. You know, it's like a yeah. contemporary. I was going to say, kind of yeah, I, I noticed that the contemporary world really appreciates right. Adoran's dance. And so when you take the, that mind of hers and you add tap dancing, <laughs> uh, it, it just like has thrilled audiences. Yeah. And she's, uh, she won the, 
the MacArthur MacArthur Genius, Genius Grant. Yep. Grant and and you know you can look her up. She won there. some the Princess Great. Like she won a bunch of stuff. You can see her on that Steve Colbert clip. You know. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, John Baptiste, like you know. But anyway, she's just such a good person, and mm -hmm. um, and uh, thrilled to be seeing what she's bringing to the yeah. This this uh, this is gonna be an awesome show. Huge star in the performing arts world. Yeah, like massive. She yeah, could, she could be touring anywhere. Yeah, and, but she and chose, she often is. She, she chose to be here. She with chose you, to come here to Chicago and and and, and, yeah. and celebrate with us because I think that's what it's gonna be. Rhythms of Resistance is literally a celebration of all that we, of all of our stories. I think, and you can see all the brochures and what the auditorium's putting out there, whatever the papers will write. Mm -hmm. But in the background, it's just us three going, "Let's do something really cool." Yeah, yeah, right. Cut, <laughs> cutting edge, next level, right? Like it's just all absolutely. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Thank you again, Mark, for coming to hang out with me uh, and, and and share some words of wisdom and words of history and just words of 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 Mark. <laughs> you want to leave you want to leave the the listeners and viewers with anything just so excited to be here and so happy to see you thriving it was cool the other night to be at the university of chicago uh the logan center mm -hmm. yeah that was a big night um a lot of positive energy mm -hmm. and uh that's all it is about is positive energy yeah you know what i mean we all come from different backgrounds and a lot of a lot of adversity at times but if we just dig deep and look for the, the light mm -hmm. everything works out that's you know that's I mean? true and, that's uh, true there's gonna be a lot of that at the auditorium yep so come down come down come, come. april 22nd yep and uh See y'all there. We'll see y'all there. Yeah. All right. This has been Brill Barrett talking with Mr. Mark Howard of the Trinity Irish Dance Company. And um, this is the Either And Podcast signing off. Peace. <laughs>